the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Officials say that three people wounded in the shooting at a Southern California synagogue have been released from hospitals. The attack at Shabbat Poway killed one congregant, 60-year-old Lori Kay, Rabbi Israel Goldstein tells CNN his scarred hand will serve as a reminder of how vulnerable everyone is to acts of terror. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee says the law has failed to keep up with the risks that go along with life in the Internet era. Who owns you? That's a question Blackburn raised on the Senate floor while conceding the obvious that... Broadband is one of the greatest innovations in history. She says a major legal question arises as Internet data dealers compile details about everybody's online persona. Who owns the virtual you? Blackburn's Browser Act seeks to create one set of rules for the entire Internet administered by one federal regulator. Correspondent Bob Agnew, this is SRN News. True or false, you can grow closer to your spouse through disagreements. It's true. And on May 17th, Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley of Focus on the Family are coming to the Twin Cities to show us how it's possible. The Power of Healthy Conflict is an evening of practical strategies to achieve greater intimacy in your marriage. Tickets are only $25 per couple. So reserve your seats today at am1280thepatriot.com slash marriage. It's kind of a little bit chillier out there today. High of 53, low of 40, slight chance of rain throughout the day. And it's looking like it's going to be kind of rainy throughout the rest of the week as well, folks. And is your child not excited about school or not thriving in school? Well, don't worry. It's not too late for them to grow in a Christ-focused private school. Just visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com today to see all of their partner schools. And you can get half off your first year of enrollment for a new student as well. TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Andrew Parker, Victory Hour, coming up next. AM 1280, The Patriot. Restricting free speech is restricting truth. The far left has crossed a line, silencing conservatives across America. Shadow banning on Twitter, Facebook, blocked ads on YouTube, restricted searches on Google, Prager University. Why isn't it fully available everywhere? All of these are direct attacks on our First Amendment rights. It's time for conservative America to wake up. You have a choice. You can fight back with veteran-led PatriotMobile.com, America's only conservative cell phone company. Every phone call protects your constitutional rights. Every bill that you pay fights for your freedom. Get the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have and know that your hard-earned money is supporting conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, PragerU, and Alliance Defending Freedom. With plans starting as low as $25 a month, why wait? Call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Use the word Hugh or visit patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh to waive your activation fee. We will not be silent. Join me and thousands of Americans. Switch to Patriot Mobile today and let freedom ring. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. 
This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around. It's Sunday, 4 o'clock. And what does that mean? Well, that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It's the best hour in media anywhere. And boy, I say that uh, with a pretty low bar, as I'm going to be talking in a few minutes about a New York Times cartoon that came out earlier this week, which really was uh, despicable. Uh, The New York Times that I gave up my subscription 15 years ago to has reached new depths, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on the show. But welcome um, to our regular listeners who every week, 4 o'clock Sunday, tune in to 1280 AM The Patriot to hear about politics, Israel, and the law. On the Victory Hour, brought to you by Parker Daniels Keyboard, Wise Council Winning Results, yours truly, Andrew Parker. And this week, we're going to be joined by... Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz, and we're going to be talking about the subject that we have been speaking of over the last number of weeks, anti-Semitism in the United States, anti-Semitism seeping into the Democratic Party. I do not say it with glee whatsoever. I say it with despair and hope that it gets rooted out. Certainly, anti-Semitism has been grounded in the far-right, white nationalist, supremacist uh, uh, groups around the country and has been rooted out at every turn and possibility, including the number of uh, uh, times in which David Duke has attempted to run for office, etc. He's been called out for what he is. I note, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, David Duke uh, tweeted his staunch support for Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar and her anti-Semitic tropes. The two of them, uh, at least Duke believes, uh, are in agreement. Uh, and Duke, as, I, as I've said before, called out by the Republicans, uh, vilified by both Republicans and Democrats alike. And I think uh, with him raising his head in support of Ilhan Omar, Something has to be done in that regard as well. The Democrats have taken some tepid steps in that direction, and I hope to talk to Ron Latz about his views about what more we can do, what more the party of Hubert H. Humphrey uh, can do in the face of anti-Semitism across this country. Listen, it is far worse uh, in Europe this week. French philosopher and author Elaine Finkelkraut one of the leading uh, philosophers in all of France today and, and speakers, uh, has been shouted down. He is Jewish. He has been shouted down at a number of universities, and he now has written an article saying that he cannot walk the streets because if people uh, recognize him, uh, they shout him down, and in fact, uh, he has been attacked. And 
That is what is happening in France. We know what is happening in Great Britain with the Labour Party and the Corbynization of uh, the Labour Party and anti-Semite, openly anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, Jeremy Corbyn taking leadership of the Labour Party, causing a number of Labour Party activists, uh, actually elected, uh, to leave the party. Uh, and that's what ha- what has happened to one of the most powerful parties in all of Great Britain. Uh, it can happen here. And we're going to talk to Ron Latz a little bit about that and about uh, what we can do to make sure uh, that it doesn't. This all on the heels of the horrific Pittsburgh shooting in a uh, synagogue out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and more recently, just uh, in the last 48 hours, the shooting at the Chabad in Poway, California, in San Diego County, California, at a Chabad synagogue there. These two uh, murderers, uh, John Ernest in Poway, and Robert Bowers in Pittsburgh wrote manifestos. Some would like uh, to believe that these were pro-Trump supporters who were uh, cheered on by a Republican administration, which has brought out uh, some of the white supremacists in voting support. But in fact, Ernest nor Bowers were Trump supporters. Their manifestos indicate that they were not at all Trump supporters. They believed him to be a globalist, that he was a sellout. He was not a uh, nationalist as they believe in that. And in particular, they believe he was a complete sellout as they wrote uh, to the Jews. And they write um, extensively about their hatred of Jews and their hatred or dislike of Donald Trump, who has brought uh, Jews into the administration, as they uh, put it, I believe Bowers wrote, uh, Jews have infested this administration, uh, identifying Jared Kushner in particular, claiming he's in conspiracy with uh, Jewish financier George Soros, which is a strange concept in and of itself. Uh, and calling out Donald Trump as a, quote, Jew lover. So, you know, it's not about Donald Trump. It's not about the Republicans or the Democrats. It is about enabling anti-Semitism in this country and what we need to do to to stop it. Uh, Listen, uh, the uh, hate for Jared Kushner has been virulent since He has uh, been a part of a significant part of the administration. He is called the hateful term kike uh, a number of times. The hook-nosed Jew uh, claims that uh, Jews now are running the White House and controlling it. And on the heels of that comes what I mentioned at the top of what we from the New York Times this week this week of horrid anti-Semitism there is a cartoon published in the New York Times the cartoon is of Bibi Netanyahu the Prime Minister of Israel's face with dog ears and a dog body with a blue Jewish star and a leash attached to him held by a yarmulke-wearing Donald J. Trump, who is blind, wearing dark sunglasses, and is blind, being led by this Jewish leader, and just following on behind. I mean, it, it makes me speechless when I look at it. It was published in the Times on April 27th. Here's what the Times said when they were called out in an editor's note in Monday's international edition. A political cartoon in the international print edition of the New York York Times on Thursday included anti-Semitic tropes depicting the prime minister of Israel as a guide dog with a star of David Collar leading the president of the United States shown wearing a skullcap. 
The image was offensive, and it was an error of judgment to publish it. It was provided by the New York Times News Service and Syndicate, which has since deleted it. Close quote. Well, the American Jewish Committee didn't take long to respond. They, they tweeted out, apology not accepted. How many New York Times editors looked at a cartoon that would not have looked out of place in a white supremacist website and thought it met the paper's editorial standards? What does this say about your processes or your decision makers? How are you fixing it? David Harris, the head of the uh, uh, of the American Jewish Committee uh, went on to say the cartoon is beyond shocking, anti-Semitic in the extreme. No apology is adequate. Rather, corrections need to be made. We want to know how this could have happened. The paper of record pours oil on the fire of anti-Semitism. I couldn't agree more with David Harris. We're going to be right back to talk to uh, State Senator Ron Latz, uh, who was uh, one time a uh, proud and, and uh, very active member of the Anti-Defamation League, uh, whose father and my father knew each other very well, and who both would have been disgusted by this uh, cartoon and also by what's going on. Uh, in the nation as it relates to the rise of anti-Semitism. We're going to be right back to talk to Ron Lodge. He makes sure to stay with us for the Victory Hour. We're going to be here all hour talking about the important issues of the day. Don't go anywhere. And while we're on this break, go to ParkerDK.com for one of the best websites you'll see anywhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. A premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results... 
contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. The Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. We talk politics, Israel, and the law every week. Sunday from 4 to 5, 1280 a.m., The Patriot. And this week is no different, uh, although it was the week of Passover and anti-Semitism has not gone away far from it. It has gotten far worse. Europe is... uh, several years ahead of us in that category, unfortunately, a category we don't want to be a part of at all, but they are. But it appears we are slipping into that direction, and it's troubling. By the way, next week we're going to have Fox News anchor and commentator uh, Pete Hickses on the Victory Hour, so make sure to join us next week. This week we have with us Minnesota State Senator uh, Ron Latz, and we're going to talk to uh, Ron about uh, anti-Semitism, his views, and what's going on uh, within the Democratic Party and also at the state capitol. Uh, Ilhan Omar, a member, uh, new member freshman, uh, took over Keith Ellison's seat in the 5th Congressional District, has uh, inauspiciously uh, made herself quite a national name with her anti-Israel, anti-Semitic tropes and commentary and and arguably anti-American as it relates to 9-11 with her most recent comments about it was something someone did uh, as opposed to calling it out for what it was, the horrific uh, attack on uh, 9-11. And what has occurred since Omar has gotten such national notoriety for her anti-Semitic, anti-Israel views? Well, Uh, She is far and away the biggest fundraiser among Minnesota's eight House members. At the center of this national commotion is Ilhan Omar, including her 9-11 remarks, and she has raised more than $830,000 in campaign cash. The reality is that Omar's anti-American, anti-Israel, and anti-Semitic attitudes appear to be popular amongst a certain wing of the Democratic Party. I am not going to come out and say they are popular amongst the Democratic Party or within the Democratic Party or stand for the Democratic Party. I don't believe they do. However, the left base of the Democratic Party likes what she is saying, and they're sending her a lot of money. I think if Nancy Pelosi would have stood up to her initially strongly rather than in a watered-down approach, it could have sent a clearer message than what was sent. I want to bring in now Minnesota State Senator uh, Ron Latz. Uh, Ron, uh, an attorney, a good friend of mine. My uh, father was a good friend of Ron's father, a great lawyer, great representative as well, Robert Latz. Uh, Ron represents uh, District 46 in the western suburbs, and he's been a state senator for 12 years and was a member of the House of Representatives before that for uh, for uh, four years. Ron has a law degree from Harvard College, indeed. And uh, I welcome you, Ron. Thanks for being with us on the Victory Hour. Great to be here, Andrew. Thank you. So you, you've heard my, uh, you know, my commentary about the state of affairs as it relates to the ugly attitudes of uh, anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic attitudes that have been carried out in conduct that we have seen and and is horrific and have been called out on both the left and the right. Uh, 
what do you think the issues are within the Democratic Party as it relates to the far left liberal wing of the party? I know that the Republicans have the same issue on the far right, but being a member of the party, the party of Hubert Humphrey, what what do you think the party can do to stem the tide of some of that support? Well, Andrew, let me first say that I don't think that uh, Representative Omar's comments reflect a broad strain of viewpoints uh, within the Democratic Party. Uh, just as I, I agree with you there. Yeah, just as I don't think that uh, David Duke's comments um, or those of the white nationalists reflect the broad views of the pre- people who support the Republican Party. I think uh, there's strong support for Israel. There's uh, strong anti-anti-Semitism and the broad cross-section of Americans, uh, regardless of political affiliation. Um, that said, I think that uh, we need to speak out forcefully whenever and wherever anti-Semitic comments or remarks appear uh, without necessarily questioning the motives or saying certainly that a person is or is not anti-Semitic, although when you start seeing a pattern of conduct and behavior and commentary, uh, one begins to, to question their sincere motives. And some will very explicitly acknowledge that they are anti-Semitic. I don't think Representative Omar has gone, has gone there. Uh, but I think it's important to fight speech with speech. And when we don't, uh, when we let it slide, when we don't speak forcefully enough about it, uh, then we are, in effect, condoning it. We are allowing it to happen. Um, and we begin to share in some of the responsibility uh, for allowing those attitudes to become more pervasive. Well, I agree entirely, Ron. I mean, uh, Ron and I uh, don't agree on everything for sure, but uh, I will tell you that uh, we agree on this uh, quite clearly. Uh, Enabling anti-Semitic attitudes to continue and to grow through, uh, uh, through, through response, which is, less than clear, which is less than scrutinizing and strict, uh, is going to merely allow it to flourish. And that is why we need to uh, nip it in the bud. I, uh, I want to say that, you know, you, you probably saw the comment by Ilhan Omar uh, that Jesus was a Palestinian. For some reason, she felt she needed to put that out there. And a response by Michael Dixon uh, caught my eye. He, he said that he, he was not a Palestinian. In fact, the reality is uh, the term Palestinian didn't, didn't exist uh, as it does today at that time. He was a Jew born in Israel under Roman occupation. And Dixon went on to say, you'll need to misrepresent history and misappropriate his background to further a political cause says more about you than it does about anything else. I think that was a misstep, uh, certainly by uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, and that, you know, she she ought to try to learn and try to extend her thinking about some of the attitudes she has before she speaks out, after all. She's now a congresswoman. Your thoughts, Rob? Well, it is historically inaccurate, of course, to say Jesus was a Palestinian for the reasons you explained. And he was one of many Jews at the time who were traveling um, in that region of the world, uh, claiming to be prophets um, of God and gathering followers and, and uh, preaching uh, their version of what they thought was right and wrong. Um, it wasn't until after his death and the um, and the belief that he um, ascended to heaven, was resurrected, uh, that um, there became a, a broader uh, perspective on, on, uh, on believing him, and he got followers um, to, uh, to believe that he was the son of God at that point. Um, but uh, you're right, there was no such thing as Palestinians at that time. What troubles me even more um, is that uh, there are those on, on uh, you know, the far left, of the Democratic Party and those who are, are strong Ilhan Omar supporters, um, some 
some of her supporters who are willing to discount um, her, her, her blatantly anti-Semitic remarks um, because they believe very strongly in other aspects of her agenda. Um, yes. They're willing to, to brush it under the rug, to push it aside, say it's not that significant. Uh, they don't uh, take it as disqualifying conduct. Um, and they often uh, defend against it by claiming that she's being unfairly attacked because she's a woman, because she's Muslim, uh, because uh, she's Somali, uh, because she's an immigrant. Um, and in, in effect, um, discounting, reducing the impact of what she had to say. Uh, and, and then putting a cone of protection around her simply because she is of those identities, even though, you know, and ignoring the, the you know, despicable remarks that she makes. I think one can legitimately support her political goals and ambitions and debate them as political questions and as policy questions without having to resort to attacks based on uh, personality or identity. Let's deal with the issues on the merits. And when people say things that are on the merits and appropriate and, and have anti-Semitic overtones, we ought to acknowledge that, call it out, um, and uh, hopefully uh, convince people that it's not appropriate to do that, just like it would be inappropriate to castigate her because she's a Muslim. Um, we should look at the views on their merits and try to keep the, the conversation focused that way. Well, you all who are listening now know why I uh, asked Ron Lass to join us on the Victory Hour. Very cogent, well put, Ron. I couldn't agree more. I hope you can stay with us, certainly, on the other side of the break, as we will continue to talk about anti-Semitism uh, within the Democratic Party, but, but also uh, within the Republican Party and how we can root out uh, this evil from our discourse and not become or go the way of Europe. Make sure you stay with us and go to parkerdk.com for wise counsel winning results or the best websites you will see anywhere. On the other side of the break, we're going to continue our discussion with Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz. Make sure to stay with us. We'll be right back. AM1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. 
After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour, talking politics, Israel, and the law. And we're uh, in and out today with Keith Urban. As every week, we uh, bring you the, some of the best music and some of the, well, the best radio you can get anywhere when you want to hear about politics, Israel, and the law. This week, we're talking with Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz. And I'll tell you, on my way into the studio today, hit a huge pothole, got a flat tire, so I'm calling in remotely. We're doing the but, best we can, know. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we, we're doing nicely, Jason. Very nicely. I, I like to think I so, yeah. We're going to talk yeah, about transportation is, funding, Andrew? Yeah, we, we are going to do that. <laughs> it was in the city of Minneapolis as well. They got to get out there and fix those bottles. We do need transportation funding. But I'll tell you, not rain, nor sleet, nor snow, nor bottles are going to keep us from bringing you the Victory Hour. Let me let me put you. I want to read something uh, uh, that goes to big event this week, and that was Joe Biden getting into the race for President of the United States. Joe Biden, yes, indeed. And uh, there are going to be a lot of issues that will be raised about Joe Biden, but uh, you know, certainly uh, all of the candidates have issues that are being raised. Uh, But Biden is going to have a very, very strong following. On the Victory Hour, we look at, you know, strength for the U.S.-Israel relationship. So is is Joe Biden a strong supporter of the U.S.-Israel relationship? Well, if you believe that Barack Obama was a supporter of the U.S.-Israel relationship, Biden may carry that same policy. Now, you notice I use the word may. He may not. He has a long history of being pro-Israel, Joe Biden does. But he also has a few comments that are a bit wayward from that. Let me read to you one right now. In uh, in, uh, 1982, on June 22nd, 1982, Joe Biden, as senator from Delaware, confronted then-Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin during his foreign, Senate Foreign Relations Committee testimony, threatening to cut off aid to Israel in his testimony. And this is more of a statement. I wanted to bring this up because it's more of a statement regarding Begin's response than it is regarding Biden. Although threats to cut off aid to Israel particularly in the, uh, in the early 80s, uh, were very, very serious, particularly as it relates to the, uh, the relationship uh, between uh, U.S. and Israel and the fact that when testimony is, is put out there in U.S. In US Senate committee meetings, the world pays attention. And they see that there's space between U.S. and Israel, and it emboldens the enemies of Israel, which is why comments like that are, are difficult and troubling. Behind the scenes, behind closed doors, that's another matter. Menachem Begin responded by saying, don't threaten us with cutting off your aid. It will not work. I am not a Jew with trembling knees. I am a proud Jew with 3,700 years of civilized history. Nobody came to our aid when we were dying in the gas chambers and ovens. Nobody came to our aid when we were striving to create our country. We paid for it, 
We fought for it. We died for it. We will stand by our principles. We will defend them. And when necessary, we will die for them again with or without your aid. I found that quote by Menachem Begin to be very telling and, and really uh, uh, a, a foundation of what you find in Israel yet today. However, the U.S.'s relationship is very important. And where does Joe Biden stand on that relationship? I will tell you, he's got a long history of pro-Israel views and support. Will he get the support of the far left and the Democratic Party? Will he move to the left? Ron, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I, I think uh, <clears throat> Vice President Biden, um, as you say, has that long history. And I think that fundamentally he believes uh, in Israel's right to exist within secure borders um, as the only democracy in a hostile neighborhood, as uh, one that has most closely aligns with American values um, and priorities, um, as tactically, strategically, uh, from an international standpoint, um, a, uh, a good base for the United States, a place for the United States uh, to work militarily and, and politically uh, throughout the Middle East. Um, so I, I have no doubt about uh, Vice President Biden's commitment to Israel's existence and, and uh, that it ought to flourish as well. Now, there may be times when on individual policies uh, where Israel and America have disagreements, um, where, uh, where Biden or other political leaders will have disagreements. Certainly Obama had some disagreements also with steps that Israel took, uh, believed them to be counterproductive toward long-term peace um, and solutions to the conflicts in the Middle East. And uh, candidly, there are many American Jews that also, um, across the political spectrum, um, that uh, believe that some of the steps that uh, Israel as a political entity has taken are counterproductive uh, toward long-term peace and that they have taken steps that are, are uh, contradictory uh, to some of the values um, that, uh, that we hold um, as Americans and as humans. Um, but uh, we can have those kind of disagreements on policy, on practices, on implementation, um, times when uh, there may have been overstepping and, and probably far more times when there's been incredible restraint shown by Israel in the face of conflict. We can have those disagreements uh, without it undermining the fundamental support uh, that uh, America has shown for Israel and its uh, safety, security, and preservation. Ron, do you think that uh, Vice President Biden will be able to successfully navigate dealing with the far-left base of the Democratic Party uh, as it relates to his pro-Israel views? I think that he will. He's very adept. Uh, he's been on the international scene as, as, uh, as a senator, as vice president. He's very adept at navigating uh, troubled waters. Um, and, you know, everything that he says is going to be uh, picked over very carefully. Um, and there are some who are simply going to be more comfortable with other candidates uh, than they will with the more moderate or centrist approach that uh, Vice President Biden has uh, shown throughout his political uh, career. Um, and, you know, that's fine. Those are good discussions to have. Um, but I think if anyone's capable of navigating uh, that process, uh, he is. Let's turn uh, uh, for a bit to Minnesota politics and what's happening here in the state. First, uh, talk to us about the uh, priorities, the agenda for the Democrats uh, that you're working on in the uh, state Senate. Well, it's not just in the Senate, but of course, uh, the uh, Democrats have a majority in the House, and uh, we have Governor sure. Walls as, um, is our, uh, um, our political leader in the state. Um, I think fundamentally the Democrats believe that government exists to provide services that the people of Minnesota uh, want us to provide. Um, and we can have discussions about, you know, what's the right size of government. But there are certain fundamentals, I think, that we look at. Uh, we exist constitutionally to provide um, a good transportation system, constitutionally to provide an education uh, to all Minnesotans, um, and an education which is equal in quality throughout the state. Um, and, uh, of course, beyond the constitutional requirements, uh, we have, I think, a moral and value-based commitment to uh, help those 
who are not as capable of taking care of themselves. And you can find those values in the Judeo-Christian uh, you know, history and uh, religious texts as well. We talk about in Passover, um, uh, anyone who is enslaved anywhere, uh, it's still a responsibility of Jews to try to assist those persons. Um, uh, we leave uh, grain in the corners of the fields for those uh, you know, who are unable to afford food for themselves, and it's not considered theft for them to go in and take that grain uh, so they can feed themselves. And we welcome strangers into our homes. Uh, so these kind of premises to talk about the uh, funding for human services, um, it's, it's a religious basis, it's a value-laden basis, uh, and it's consistent with the priorities of the Democratic Party. Um, those take resources. Um, and uh, with the existing budget right now, we have enough resources coming in to maintain current level of services. Uh, but there are a lot of needs out there that we're not taking care of. Uh, so I think you'll find a willingness and an interest in the Democratic Party to expand our resource base a bit so that we can meet the needs of the Minnesota businesses, small businesses, large businesses, as well as our workers and our, our people uh, for a, have a thriving economy and to make sure we are, in fact, taking care of as our values dictate, we're taking care of the people in our society who need extra assistance. Ron, are you, uh, are you feeling uh, confident that the Democrats are going to take the uh, state Senate uh, in this next uh, go-around? I know that it's a, the slimmest of uh, uh, majorities that the Republicans hold in the Minnesota State Senate. I think if we stay true to our values... Andrew, and um, if we uh, get that message out effectively um, to the districts across the state of Minnesota um, and we demonstrate a willingness to govern um, with uh, compromise and to work out, uh, you know, holding to our values but being willing to, from a practical standpoint, compromise uh, with our uh, political opponents, I think in the end, uh, yes, I think there are going to be enough districts where uh, people see the democratic values and the agenda that we carry are more aligned with their own vision for the state of Minnesota. Very good. Uh, we are joined here by Ron Lass, state senator uh, for the past, uh, what, I believe 12 years, first District 44, then District 46. On the Victory Hour, we've been talking anti-Semitism. We're now starting to talk about what's happening at the uh, state capitol. And when we uh, get back, we're going to continue both on the uh, to, to discuss a little bit more about the national scene and and what the Democratic Party looks like nationally going into the upcoming presidential election. You make sure to stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to ParkerDK.com. We'll be right back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. While Democrats and Republicans argue over what to make of the Mueller report, one thing is abundantly clear from its hundreds of pages. Russian efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election should not have come as a surprise to anyone, let alone President Obama and others in his administration who were asleep at the switch when it happened. The Mueller report is a stinging indictment of President Obama's failure to deal forcefully and directly with the Russian threat. Russia had interfered in elections in the former Soviet republics and throughout Europe in the years leading up to 2016, and their efforts to subvert U.S. elections were known to officials as early as 2014. Other reports even suggest that national security officials who wanted a more aggressive response to Russian activities were ordered to, quote, stand down by President Obama's national security advisor, Susan Rice. 
There are no signs that the Russians plan to let up in their efforts to meddle in our democracy. Here's to hoping President Trump doesn't repeat the mistakes of his predecessor. I'm Lon He Chen. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Somebody say somebody hits like a girl. How does that hit you? Is that such a bad thing? And the victory hour returns. This is Andrew Parker, and uh, I will tell you that next week we have Fox News anchor and commentator Pete Hegseth on the victory hour. So make sure to tune in 4 o'clock on Sunday. It should be a very interesting hour with author, anchor, and commentator. Pete Hegseth joining us from Washington, D.C. Listen, I've got a, uh, a quick, I, I'd be remiss if I did not at least provide a little bit of uh, pro Donald Trump U.S. Israel relationship uh, backup for you all. At this time of Passover, as just ended uh, yesterday, Diane was one of the things that is one of the uh, songs that we sing and and one of really the prayers that we say as we speak about the fact that it would have been enough had God just done this or or that, and we list a whole list of things. And uh, certainly not at all that Donald Trump fits into any sort of godlike figure, which he certainly does not at all. He is merely the President of the United States, the leader of the free world, merely that and nothing more. And frankly, at oftentimes... Uh, I'm not proud of certain things that he does or says or the way that he does it. However, when it comes to the U.S.-Israel relationship, let's take stock. Dayenu means that would have been enough. So when I say Dayenu, you can think that would have been enough. If President Trump had only moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, Dayenu. If President Trump had only recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan, Dainu. If President Trump had only appointed Nikki Haley as ambassador to the U.N., and believe me, from a U.S.-Israel relationship uh, standpoint, one of the best, if not the best, U.S. ambassadors to the U.N. ever. Uh, Dainu. If President Trump had only closed the PLO office in Washington, D.C., Dainu. The PLO, that group that pays families of suicide bombers, the group that supports cheering and celebrating and honoring the death of those who kill innocents. He closed the PLO office in Washington. If President Trump had only stopped giving U.S. tax dollars to the PLO, same thing, Dainu. If President Trump had only been the first sitting U.S. president to pray at the Western Wall, Dainu. If President Trump had only canceled the disastrous Obama-Iran nuclear deal, something done. Lats and I probably disagree on. I'm not certain of it, but it's possible. Uh, Dainu, good job by Trump getting rid of that. If Trump had only placed crushing sanctions on Iran, which he has now done, Dainu, if President Trump had only insisted that the international criminal court not target Israeli soldiers and diplomats, which he did do, Dainu, if President Trump had only banned the BDS founder from entering the U.S., that's boycott, divestment, and sanctions, which is the delegitimization of Israel, 
he banned the founder. He was gutsy enough to do so, Dainu. So that's the the record of the U.S.-Israel relationship views of this particular president. Now, I ask Ron Latz, first, tell me where you were on the uh, Iran deal. I'm I'm recalling that I I think you were opposed to the Iran deal, but I cannot uh, uh, recall that. But but also, why don't you comment on which of the Democratic hopefuls do you think will be as strong on the U.S.-Israel relationship as Donald Trump? Well, those are some big questions, Andrew. Uh, you know, we don't deal with the Iran nuclear deal in the Minnesota State Senate. No, I know you don't. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I cautiously supported it. Um, I think that uh, it had some shortcomings, and I think that there was some room for improvement. And I was hopeful that down the road there would be improvements made. Uh, my sense was that there was uh, more benefit than downside uh, to uh, the deal. And, and uh, to the extent that we could be confident there was transparency within Iran to the international community about what they were doing in terms of nuclear weapons, um, and nuclear research and development. Uh, you know, that's a big if. And we, needed, we would have needed to be uh, quite diligent um, about uh, making sure they were in compliance uh, with things. Now, I understand that there were problems with it, and um, I was uncomfortable with certain aspects of it, including uh, sort of the uh, the drop-dead date where the all this, everything would uh, come off, the green light would go back on, and, and uh, I don't think that was a comfortable place for us to be. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe at some point uh, President Trump will be in a position uh, to, uh, to generate a, a stronger, uh, more satisfying uh, deal um, with Iran, because I don't think that... I think Iran, that is the hope. Well, you know, that's the hope. Um, we haven't seen any steps forward in that direction either yet, because I think Iran unfettered is also not healthy uh, for the international community or for the future of Israel. Um, without any guardrails on Iran, which is a, a terrorist uh, state, they export terrorism, they explicitly call for the destruction of Israel, and they've been explicit over the years in their desire to develop nuclear weapons that, to help accomplish that end. Um, if they don't have any guardrails around them and no restraints, uh, then uh, I don't think that we're better off either. So how we accomplish that is the big question. I'm, I'm, I would uh, Well, crippling sanctions have been uh, helpful already that Trump has uh, uh, put on Iran, and it, is, uh, it has hurt them, and they are taking note of it, uh, which is a plus. What are your thoughts, though, on the... Uh, the Democratic uh, hopefuls for president as to who might be as strongly uh, strong for the U.S.-Israel relationship. Well, you know, there are now 20 announced candidates in Canada. Yeah. I, don't even, I can't even recite all of their names, let alone know much <laughs> about all of them. Um, most of us. You know, our, our, our hometown U.S. Senator, home state U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar, has a long and strong history of, of being an Israel supporter. Um, and, Indeed, uh, she does, and uh, she has uh, maintained that uh, position um, in the face of the current field. And even as we're just getting started now in the presidential campaign, um, uh, she has uh, been strong in her positions in support of Israel. So I, I'm quite comfortable that she would maintain that tradition. Um, as we talked about before, I think Vice President Biden will. Uh, I think uh, some of the others are still more of an open book. Uh, we need to uh, watch those uh, candidate forums and watch their public statements carefully. Uh, well, Ron, I appreciate it very much. Uh, you, uh, you were eloquent uh, and you were responsive. And uh, we agree on a number of these issues. Ron Latz. Minnesota State Senator joining us today on the Victory Hour. Thank you very much, Ron. And make sure you tune in next week. Pete Hegseth will be with us. Until then, have a great week. He leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. 
Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with Relief Factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. AM 12 Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.